So before we begin today's episode, I just wanted to start by shouting out uh, one of my best friends ever growing up, uh, David Vinsky. David was on this show. Uh, he was on, I believe, the fourth or fifth episode early on. Uh, you can go back and, and listen to our episode together. But David was uh, recently assigned to A Springfield in the St. Louis Cardinals organization. Uh, and I believe the season begins uh, at some point this week. Um, so big congratulations, huge shout out to David Vinsky um, for that incredible achievement. Uh, we wish him all the best. And uh, I know that Dave, if you're listening right now, big things are coming. You know that, I know that, and uh, I want to wish you good luck with uh, the rest of the season. Welcome to Motor City Hardball, presented by Blue Wire Hustle. On today's episode, it's story time. Today's episode is going to look and sound a little bit differently. Um, If you don't know by now, this team is absolutely atrocious. Uh, Every week on this show, it's the same story. It's the lack of offense and the great pitching, and nothing has changed, (laughs) unfortunately. Um, But I did go to Chicago this past week. Uh, and I actually went to the Tigers and White Sox doubleheader. So uh, a couple cool stories from that uh, game, and I want to talk a little bit about my experience and how it's uh, how it differs, um, you know, in in the world post COVID uh, or during COVID, because this is my first baseball game that I've attended uh, in a couple years now. Um, and look, granted, this te- <laughs> this team just sucks, and there's there's so many stats and information and numbers that I can sit here and rattle off today. But what's the point? Those numbers are ugly. Those numbers are terrible, and they're not going to get us anywhere. Uh, here, I'll just read this one because this is this screams tough. Uh, this was tweeted from John Boy. He said, 53% of the Tigers' outs in the Bronx this weekend came via strikeout. 81 outs, 43 strikeouts. So... There's no point for me sitting here talking to you guys about how terrible this team is. It's been four weeks now where that's the case every week. Um, Unfortunately, I think this is going to be the case from here on out. Uh, So this is going to be something that, you know, you and I are going to have to deal with. But, hey, let's let's make the most of it. Let's hope um, that there is some good to come because you never know with this team. Uh, We still could be surprised. Um, Miguel Cabrera is just struggling. This whole lineup is struggling and there's only right now, there's only just so much that we can talk about. So let's switch it up a little bit. Let's tell some stories. Uh, and we're going to start with, uh, my experience downtown. So, uh, I went to Chicago the last four days and luckily for me, the Tigers game on, Wednesday, I believe, was rained out, so they had to turn that into a doubleheader on Thursday. Um, now with the weird, you know, baseball COVID rules and stuff, the doubleheaders are seven innings. Uh, so it was interesting to to sit through uh, a seven inning game. Um, that in itself was different than anything else I've ever seen uh, or experienced at a baseball game. So anyway, uh, I took the train down to, I believe it was 
35th. It's, it's called like socks and 35th or something. So before I got down to guaranteed rate field, I had this vision in my mind of like, oh, there's going to be all these nice restaurants and like places you can go. That's right outside of the stadium. But that was totally not the case. So I take the train. I get off the train at the stop. Uh, I basically walk across the highway on this like bridge. And I'm at the White Sox Stadium. Um, it was about 2.45 on a Thursday afternoon. And granted, they're playing the Tigers. And it's a doubleheader. And you, if you had a ticket to the game, you could go see both games. Like if you had a ticket from the, the, the rainout game, you could go see both of the games in the doubleheader. So I don't see anyone right off the bat. Like there's no fans around the stadium. There's literally like nobody in sight. Not only that, but the stadium is isolated in like one spot. I don't know how you describe it. It's like there's a big parking lot, tons of parking lots, but there's nothing that's relatively walking distance. So if you were at Comerica Park, like it's smack dab in, in the middle of Detroit. There's restaurants nearby. Greektown is a five-minute walk. There's, you know, the casino. It's There's so much stuff right there. And with Guaranteed Rate Field, there's literally nothing. Like, you can't go to a restaurant and then walk five minutes to the ballpark. So I was kind of bummed because I was hoping that I could we could, like, grab a bite to eat outside of the stadium before we went in that wasn't the case so right off the bat i'm just like not impressed um my ticket was right around like 10 bucks and then after all the fees and shit it was came out to like 14 dollars um so not bad to see two games uh and i was really excited because this is my first game in forever and casey mize was on the mound uh unfortunately for the tigers so was carlos rodan um but i was i was i was really excited um, so I get in line and they let everyone in an hour before first pitch. First pitch was set at 410. Uh, so I go into the stadium and I was going to walk around and explore and, and just see how it's, it's different. I've been to a couple of stadiums in my life. Uh, obviously Comerica Park. I've been to Yankee Stadium. I've been to the Rogers Center. Uh, and then I've been to a couple of spring training stadiums. Um, so this was my first, uh, experience going to, you know, a different MLB ballpark. Uh, in some time. I went to the Rogers Center maybe when I was like 15. Um, so I was really looking forward to just seeing how different the ballpark is, uh, you know, checking out the food that they had, the concessions, like the drinks, whatnot. So to my surprise, because of COVID, and this wasn't no, like, we didn't know this when we got the tickets. And it's BS because they say that it's all over the website, but like, I didn't see anything about it. Anyway, you can only stay in your designated section. So obviously we got shady tickets. We were in the nosebleeds. It was like the 500 section. We couldn't go explore the rest of the ballpark. We were stuck in the 500 section up top with nowhere else to go. And that was obviously the case because of COVID. Like you couldn't go, uh, you know, walk around the ballpark because they wanted to limit the, the space, I guess. Um, that threw me a curveball. Because, like, why? Why can't I go explore the stadium? What's the point? You have to wear your mask anyway. Like, what, what's the big deal? And this, it was dead. I swear, I don't know what the attendance was after the game. But there was no one there. There was probably less than 1,000 fans. Like, actually less than 1,000 people. And I was so pissed because they wouldn't let me walk around. And I couldn't go explore and check out the stadium. So I was stuck. 
Uh, I end up going to my seat. It was like 57 degrees. It was pretty warm. Like I had on a jacket and a sweatshirt and like a shirt underneath and I was hot. I get to my seat and it was totally completely in the shade and it got cold quick. So I was like, all right, this kind of sucks. There was no batting practice to watch. Nothing was happening on the field. So I basically got there an hour early and I couldn't explore the stadium and I couldn't really do anything. So I'm kind of pissed. Anyway, the game starts, and there was no one in attendance. So I figured beforehand that maybe I'd be able to go sneak down and like sit somewhere better, get a closer view, but they wouldn't let you because of the weird COVID rules and that you had to stay in your section. So I know of someone who was actually at Wrigley uh, a couple weeks ago for a game, and they told me that that is not the case. Like at Wrigley, you could walk around freely. You can go to whatever section you want, walk around the whole ballpark. No questions asked. There's no restrictions. I don't know what it's like at Comerica, if that's the case, because I've yet to go to a Tigers game downtown this year, but I don't know if, if all I'm like, if Wrigley's not doing it, then I would think it's up to the jurisdiction of like the ballpark itself. Um, all the seats, there were seats that were kind of tied off with like a zip tie so it would go like two seats and then like three would be zip tied and then you could sit four seats and then zip tie. And so obviously they made, you know, moves so that you couldn't, at, there was social distancing involved. Um, so anyway, the game starts and I was wearing my Tigers coat and Robbie Grossman's up to bat and he hits a foul ball and I stand, there's literally like no one around me. And so I stand up. And it's coming directly at me. Like this ball is literally calling my name. It says Brandon Rothenberg, Motor City Hardball on it pretty much. And it's coming right at me. But because of the elevation um, and being in the front row of the nosebleeds, it was really hard to judge like if I needed to really extend over the rail, do I kind of lean back? Like at what point is the ball going to reach me and will it even come close to me? Because it was tracking. It was literally coming right at me and I didn't have my glove. So it was like fight or flight basically and I kind of leaned over and I extended my hands out and the ball basically like corralled into my hands when I wasn't expecting it to. And it went in and out of my hands and it hit the railing and it went down below. So I basically botched and dropped the, the first foul ball of the game. Never. I've been to so many games in my life and I have never had a foul ball come directly at me like that. And I botched and I was so pissed and people were booing me and laughing around me because they were, I was obviously a Tigers fan. I had on my coat. And I was alone. My buddies were coming to join me in the second game because they were at work. And I had nothing to do, so obviously I went to the first game. So I had no one by me. I just looked like a loner loser, and everyone's laughing at me. And I was pissed. My hands hurt for a few innings. And I actually I, – so I hit up uh, Jake Provisor, who's basically a celebrity on the show now. He's been on a couple episodes. Um, and I texted him. I called him, actually, and I said, hey, um, this just happened. I just totally dropped the Robbie Grossman foul ball. Can you go back on the replay and see if I was on TV? Because I don't know. I figured maybe I'd. It was honestly reminiscent of like a Sports Center not top 10 play. Um, so Jake goes back and watches it. And he said that you don't see me, but you can hear the crowd react like, oh, and like, woo, and they were the booze. So that was kind of cool. Um, 
you know, in a sense, I got my 15 seconds of fame, even though you don't see me. Um, but I was pissed the whole rest of the game. I was kicking myself. I couldn't believe it. There's a couple other foul balls that sort of came near me, but like nothing, nothing crazy. Um, cause when you sit in the nosebleeds, you don't expect to catch a baseball. You don't expect to catch a foul ball. Like it has to be hit so high and so perfectly to you. But in today's day and age with COVID and, you know, limited attendance in the ballpark, it's easier to get a foul ball. And this was my opportunity, and I completely botched. And I was so mad. I'm still so mad. And it literally, like, that vision of dropping the baseball just does not leave my head. Uh, And, yeah, that was pretty much the highlight of that first game. Um, Casey Mize pitched great. But the Tigers just sucked. Like, they literally, there's just, Carlos Rodon was carving us up. Um, I'm shocked the Tigers even scored first. Uh, And let me just say that that game, even though it was seven innings, flew by it literally flew by it was i think 40 it was so if the game started at 4 10 it was not even five o'clock and the game was already like in the bottom of the fourth inning because everyone was striking everyone out casey mize pitched a great game um he didn't get roughed up till maybe the fourth or the fifth but it was insane how fast it was moving i couldn't get over it so the tigers lose that first game uh, and then I get up to, to walk around cause I was cold. Like I was actually so cold in my seat. Um, and they almost didn't let me like walk out of the section. Like it was this big open platform where basically you could like walk down and leave. Or if you just walked out onto the platform, like you had a great view of the skyline of the city. Like the sun was out. It was warm. It was really, really nice out. Actually it ended up raining. The, the second game was delayed for like 20, 30 minutes. Uh, ended up raining. There's a really cool rainbow of the stadium, but I, I go to walk out and like the lady who was working the usher or whatever was like, Hey, like if you step out, like you have to leave, like there's no reentry for the second game. I was like, what do you mean? I'm just like stepping out, like out on this platform to, you know, get some sun and warm up. And she made a huge deal out of it and was like, yeah, like you can't do this. You can't do that. So I was like, all right, whatever. So I just couldn't get over how strict the people were at the White Sox stadium. Like their rules and everything were just absurd and ridiculous. Um, So my buddies ended up uh, coming in time just before the second game. We meet up and we were stuck having to eat the concessions at the ballpark. Um, And I was hoping that we could go do dinner or something that maybe like there'd be some sort of reentry before that second game. But of course, no, because they were so strict. So we were stuck having to eat at the ballpark. Now, I love concessions. Um, I think the food at Comerica Park is pretty good, uh, even though I always, shh, it's a secret, but I always bring in my food. I always go to, like, Bucharest and bring it in uh, to the stadium, which I don't think you can do anymore because of COVID. I don't think they let you bring food inside. But anytime I went to a Tigers game, literally we would go to Bucharest beforehand, bring it in. It's such a move. Um, but I don't think you can do that anymore. Anyway, so we're stuck having to eat the concession food. Um, and I, I already hate this ballpark. So I'm like, I bet the food sucks. Um, and I had already eaten, like I was eating pizza and I just didn't, I didn't feel like eating like crap food. And it was all they had, like the best option. And all the concessions were closed. Like there was different food at different concessions in different sections. But because we were in the crappiest of the sections, like I believe we had the crappiest of food options. So the only good thing that was appealing to me was like some Tex-Mex spot. Um, 
they had nachos, uh, and or they called it a Tex-Mex bowl. It was literally nachos. Um, so dumb. Anyway, it was like 13 bucks. Um, she plugged on the chicken and like the chicken was actually like really good quality and I was pretty hungry, but the chips that they gave me were nasty. Like, I think those chips were for, uh, the 2020 baseball season. They were so dry and just gross. And I was so disappointed. I didn't eat the chips. I just ate the toppings of the nachos. So like nothing was really going my way this night. Um, sure enough. That second game, the Tigers, I think what? They lost 11 to nothing. They were losing 4 or 5 nothing by the third or fourth inning, and we decided to leave. Um, it, it just wasn't fun. I mean, it's fun when I've never been in another ballpark on, on the road watching your team play on the road. So that was like a cool experience. But we just suck. It was horrible. Matthew Boyd left in like the second inning because of left knee tendonitis, and Michael Fulmer comes in. Gives up hit after hit. Um, the White Sox are just destroying us. The Tigers can't hit for shit. I think we had like, oh, I don't know, what was it? Maybe five combined hits between the first game and like the fifth inning of the second game. I mean, it was just brutal. It was not fun to watch. And we <laughs> we had to leave. Um, so overall, I was not impressed with Guaranteed Rate Field. Um not necessarily like the most poppin slash greatness of areas. Um, there was nothing around or outside the stadium. It was like once you left, you couldn't go like grab a drink or like go get some food. Like you pretty much only had the option of getting back on the train and going back to where you live, which is so ridiculous because on the other hand, I was in Wrigleyville on Saturday, I wish we could have went to a Cubs game. I would have loved to go to a Cubs game, um, but they weren't in town. And it's, it is literally night and day difference. First off, now knowing that there was the option of, uh, you know, if you went to Wrigley Field that you could walk around anywhere and they didn't limit you to stay in your own section, that is just a complete game changer because I've never been to Wrigley. And if uh, and when I get to go, I'm definitely exploring every inch of that stadium. Um, but just Wrigley overall in general, it's so beautiful. Like there's so much you can do. There's so many restaurants and bars and places and it's just popping and it doesn't even compare. Like literally it does not even compare to the White Sox stadium. I'm glad I got to go to the game. Uh, I'm glad I got to, I guess, I guess I'm glad that I got to watch the Tigers play and lose. But I would have much rather have gone to Wrigley. That would have been amazing. Um, definitely like four times the price for everything, I'm sure. But it would have been worth it. Um, it's just, it's night and day is the easiest way to put it. Um, one, it's just so historic, Wrigley Field. But just to be down there and this, like, the, I don't even know how you describe it. It's just like electric. Even on an, an away game. Like on on an off day. Like I'm sure it's it's still popping down there. There's so much you can do. It's literally, I mean, it's north side versus south side. And north side is a little bit on the nicer side. And uh, to say the least. And it's just, I mean, you can't compare. You literally cannot compare. Um, Wrigley's is awesome, though. And uh, I had this really cool, like, vintage Cubs jacket. Um, 
that I got at a thrift store about a year ago. Shout out Eli Weil. He knows exactly what I'm talking about. Eli found it first. Um, he knows I'm a huge Cubs fan. Or <laughs> I shouldn't say he knows I'm a huge Cubs fan. I do like the Cubs. He knows I'm a huge baseball fan and decided to give me this jacket. So shout out to Eli. Also another shout out to Eli for him uh, obviously putting together the theme music for this show uh, and the intro and the transition music. Uh, we love Eli here at Motor City Hardball. But, um, yeah, I got to wear my Cubs jacket and just walk around and kind of flex, you know, in, in Wrigleyville. Um, didn't get any compliments, which, you know, I'm, I wasn't out there looking for compliments on the jacket. But it's a sweet jacket, a um, little old school. And, um, yeah, I mean, you, I could spend all day in Wrigleyville. Um, there's so much to do. And you go to Guaranteed Rate Field, and it actually sucks. Um, something actually, now that I'm thinking about it, that I realized was they didn't have any vendors. Uh, there was no, uh, you know, people coming up and down the aisle, uh, peanuts, Cracker Jacks, beer, and like none of that. Um, maybe because of COVID. And they also had this, uh, they were, they were really advertising and pushing for, uh, to mobile order your food. Like, Basically, anytime you go to a baseball game now, you have to use, like, the MLB ballpark app. And the White Sox were, like, really pushing for you to, like, order ahead on your phone, which, in my eyes, um, gets rid of the vendors. Um, so I, it was just weird to, to, like, attend a baseball game where there's not – you don't hear, you know, peanuts, beer, Cracker Jacks, whatever, or seeing them even. Um, at Comerica Park, they're always wearing, like, the neon green shirts. You can see them from – you know, up on the roof of the DAC. Um, so just, I don't know. My, my experience was not, it was not at all what I thought uh, the White Sox stadium guaranteed rate field, whatever was going to be. Um, Barstool Sports tweeted out some video a couple weeks ago about like they were gassing up the, uh, the White Sox like light show before they announced the lineups or whatever. Um, they even, they, on the scoreboard, like they made a, a kind of a big to do about it. They're like, Hey, like if you have a history of seizures or epilepsy, like prepare yourself for this light show. And the light show wasn't shit. It wasn't anything special. Like it was all right. It was kind of cool, but like, it was just, there was nothing special about it. So overall, my experience was tough. People say like that they don't like Comerica park. Um, one of those reasons being it's just a massive ballpark, like total pitchers ballpark, not a lot of home runs. Yeah, I get that. But just in general, they don't like Comerica Park. I don't know why. I don't have anything against it. But like Comerica Park shits on guaranteed rate field all day, every day, zero hesitation. If you ever find yourself in Chicago, do not go to a White Sox game. It's literally not worth your time, um, even if they're playing the Tigers. And even if the Tigers are the best team in all of baseball, it's still not worth your time. I would never go back. Um, hopefully if COVID – you know, those rules about the sections and all that, if that's not a thing anymore, sure. Maybe that'll, uh, you know, change my opinion on the stadium, but I was not impressed. I did not know ahead of time that you couldn't go from section to section. You had to stay in your exact section. Um, and it was just a total bummer because I really wanted to explore that stadium. And the only thing I could explore was the bathrooms and the three concession stands that were open, uh, up in the nosebleeds. So that's all for this week's episode of motor city hardball. Can we please start winning? Can we not suck? Like, how hard is it to ask for at this point? Why are we terrible? Why does everyone in this lineup horrible? I think our best batting, our highest batting average 
is what like 220 and it's Jamer Candelario maybe Wilson Ramos what's wrong why why do we suck I love Akil Badu but man he's going through a slump Willie Castro don't even get me started Nico Goodrum don't even get me started Jacoby Jones lost I don't know why we keep banking on Nomar Mazar to come back that dude had I I just I I can't even I don't even want to get into it um I love our starting rotation I think Matt Boyd's gonna be all right um in terms of his his left knee tendonitis whatever Jose Urania pitching out of his freaking mind um and for what we're getting all these quality starts from our pitchers literally for what we score one run, maybe two runs an inning or a game, if that. Um, we've already gotten shut out like what six times this season. We got swept by the Yanks. Now we're going to Boston. Like, when's it gonna end? I mean, I feel for this team. I feel for these guys, but like something's gotta give. Like I can't just sit here and feel bad every week or be pissed off every week because even though that is the case something's got to give like someone's got to step up and be like all right enough is enough we got to do something i don't know what it is i don't know what it is this team is not fun to watch straight up there's no like there's no way around it um we're just not fun to watch genuinely there is no pleasure in watching this team even when you get a quality start from one of our starting pitchers there's no point of tuning in so that's that's all i gotta say um hopefully things change by next week episodes out uh wednesdays at 3 p.m guys i'm brandon rothenberg hopefully some changes coming to this team we'll see you guys next week on motor city hardball